Welcome to Guest Gab, a recurring segment on the Lee Evie Korean drama podcast show featuring special guest and very lovely man, G. So G is perfect in every way, except that he is not a K-drama addict. However, G has agreed to allow me to give him a K-drama crash course. He is my guest and we are going to gab about K-drama together. Specifically, this will take the form of G watching the first episode of a random K-drama, then explaining it back to me in a first episode recap. Uh, The guest gab will also include some fun trivia. So sit back, relax, and listen to my many attempts to persuade G of the pure joy that is K-drama. Wish me luck. So the show we are going to be chatting about today with all of you is Boys Over Flowers, the classic rite of passage hot mess drama from 2009 that is a youth romance school show thing. And I am here with my very, very first ever guest ever, G. So say hello, G. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Um, So G is not a K-drama addict, um, but he does live with one, which is me. So my first question for you mm-hmm. is, what is your relationship and experience with K-dramas so far? Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> it's a lengthy relationship. It's been mainly vicarious through you, really. Yeah. Um, usually walking through the living room and catching little glimpses and of snatches of madness. It's usually madness. There's usually a lot of crying <laughs> and and kings dying and, yeah, and... Freeze frames. There's always a freeze frame. And it's a the, lot of freeze frames. You know, black and white freeze frames. So that's kind of my my experience thus far. Well, you know, before we've decided to, uh, to do this to look at one in depth. So yeah, cool. That's, that's my K drama um, <laughs> experience. Experience exposure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So to bring it back to the show that we are going to be chatting about, like I said, it's Boys Over Flowers. Um, This show came out in 2019. I have covered it just in a very kind of small capacity on the podcast before, but today what we're going to be doing is delving a little bit deeper into just the first episode, but also doing that from the perspective of someone who isn't really a K-drama viewer and isn't quite as invested in the K-drama world as I am. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm an objective viewer, a third yeah. party, a third party monitor, right? All right, yeah. all right. So this show has 25 episodes. Um, like I said, came out in 2009. For those who don't know, it There's stars uh, Lee Min Ho uh, as the main male lead, also Gu Hae Son as the female lead, Jan Di, um, and then a whole bunch of other people, and loads and loads of faces that I think since then have become quite famous. And just out of interest, because I found it in this little section, always my whole life I've been wondering, what does Boys Over Flowers actually mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? So I found out what it means. It means something. It does mean something. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So um, obviously Boys Over Flowers is based on an original Japanese manga, so a comic. And the original Japanese title, which is what the Japanese version is also called, which is, I'm going to pronounce this awfully, Hanayori Dango which literally means boys over flowers. And it is a pun on the Japanese old saying, dumplings over flowers, 
which refers to people who attend hanami or flower festival, but instead of enjoying flowers, focus more on the materialistic side of the event, such as getting food and buying souvenirs.、Ah. So it's a pun. It's a very like tongue in cheek, you know, boys over flowers, as in you're more interested in what dumb、boys? materialistic boys instead of the beauty of the world. Ah,、yeah. okay. So there you go. Okay.、Um, so I guess. To start off, my relationship with this drama is that I've been watching for like what ten years now, which is、mm-hmm. crazy.、Um, and when I first started watching dramas, this show was a rite of passage. It was like you just kind of had to watch it. I don't、mm. know. It was really big,、okay. and so I started watching it, and I was completely addicted. And I never thought it was good,、mm-hmm. but I loved watching it,、okay. and I just went through the whole thing. And it was also the first time that I saw Lee Min Ho, who of course is a mad star now, and really big.、Mm. So you, you sort of followed him from the start. You were there from from the get go. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I think I started watching dramas. This one was already out for maybe one or two years. Okay. So I kind of heard about it just because it was so big, and everyone online was talking about it as、yep. you know, it was probably the biggest sort of youth. Drama at the time. Was that how you got into it? Like just because people talking about talking it. About yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. So, what's your、mm. relationship with this show? <laughs> okay.、Um, well, I mean, I guess I've just started a relationship with the show, <laughs> haven't I? I mean, I do recall it. Like, I remember when you were watching this for the first time, and I would catch glimpses of this. And the thing that stuck out the most at the time was the hair. There's a lot. There's a lot of hair going on, especially <sighs> Lehman Ho's hair. Very eye-catching. Yeah.、Um, Pretty interesting, unique approach to a hairstyle.、Um, <laughs> That's very kind of you to put it that well, way. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you know,、um, he's, you know, for the time he was a pretty interesting modern gentleman with his hair. Yeah,、um, I and, guess he was. And his entourage also have pretty eye-catching hair, too. So,、um, yeah, I guess my relationship to it has has broadened somewhat since we've recapped. A little bit、episode. more than just hair now. A little bit more than hair. Yeah.、Right. yeah. All right. So next up, we're going to get into the recap. So now we are going to do the recap, the the recap section <laughs> of、uh, this show. So the idea is that basically I have. Picked this drama, but hopefully in the future I'll pick some different first episodes. And basically, I'm going to subject G to watching them with me. And then the idea is that he will tell me what his impression of what happened is. So basically, it's just going to be a recap. And、um, go ahead, just tell me what happened in this episode. All right, from the top. From the top. From the top. All right. Tell me. Okay, so there's a lot going on in this episode. You made some notes. I've got some notes. I've got some pretty detailed notes here. Cool. Go through your notes.、Um, all right. So first off, and I think I think I wrote this down right. So the, the, it just starts with an intro. Yeah. So there's like a di- little intro. I feel like that's a Netflix intro. So I don't feel like there was an、oh. intro when I originally、oh, really? watched it.、Yeah. Oh, so that's when it's put in. I、afterwards. feel like yeah. Because that's really interesting. Because it seemed very dated. Because there's the, the thing that stuck out the most was these diamante hearts that were on every <laughs> shot, and then like inside that was framed one of the. Flower boys. flower boys with their hair. So it's just the I don't know. Straight off the bat, what I've written down here is intro diamante hearts and hair. <laughs> two、so、those, dot points. Those are the two <laughs> things that stuck out the most to me. I feel like those are the two things、yeah. that are probably the most noticeable,、yeah. particularly the hair. And the thing about it, like, because I guess I I know a bit about the drama because I've obviously seen little glimpses of it when you're watching it, and you've told me about it. 
but I don't really you know, fully, fully know what it's about. But I'm yeah. just sort of watching this and intros just showing shots from, I guess it's throughout the drama mm. or whatever. Lots of hair, lots of Del Monte hearts. And it's kind of just giving off this vibe, you know, it's, this is going to be like, this is going to be fun, silly, you know, lighthearted romance. Maybe romance. I presume romance because a heart implies romance, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Del Monte heart, W so maybe. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what was happening then. Um, so then we go straight into the action and oh actually no 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 wait so I've, I've, I've kind of skipped down a bit in my notes but the thing that happens in this episode so we get introduced to this big corporation they're like what are they called the Xinhua, I think it's Xinhua. Xinhua, Xinhua Xinhua corporation so yeah. they're like this mega corporation in, in Korea that um, you know do all sorts of stuff all sorts of products and cars and whatnot and the chairperson of this corporation has built a school for the super rich of Korea to send their kids to so they can you know get like you know the best education and have all the best resources they probably employ some teachers well that's it yeah we'll get to that. <laughs> that, that like i'm really interested to figure out how exactly the school works it's really interesting it's it's actually quite bizarre but they, so they've got this amazing school it's like this wonderland for like all the rich kids to to turn up and you can see the big sweeping shots and all the kids in their uniform and everyone looks really happy it's really just a palace just filled with you know rich kids so we're presented the school, but then things may not be as idyllic as they seem from mm. the, the little promo video for the school. So we get shown a student open up his locker and inside his locker, he sees a scary red sticker. <laughs> right. And it's, I think it's supposed to be scary because he looks pretty scary when he sees it. And it's a lot, maybe there might be some ominous music. It's got a skull and crossbones on it, so mm. it can't be good. So I'm kind of thinking, okay, well... This must be some kind of like, you know, I don't know, you're done for mafia kiss of death kind of thing or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden, like all the students in the school just start like beating on this guy and chasing him around. And he's running around the campus and there's like 20 students with like hockey sticks chasing him. Um, and, you know, they're throwing him into the toilet and they're like beating him up and he's all bloodied and everything. And, and then he's like running and he ends up like running up onto the roof and he's about to jump off. Now, this is the point where I'm like, okay, this is a really, really expensive school apparently. Um, and I presume a school would have like CCTV, but maybe even taking it back. It's, maybe take, not take, in 2009. Taking it back a notch. I, I presume a school would have <laughs> some kind of adult stuff <laughs> who might be going, hmm. <laughs> Maybe I should intervene, <laughs> you know? There's not even anyone there looking and just, like, not doing anything. There just, just seems to be just kids. So at this point, like, you know, schools, I don't know, teachers are out. Everyone's on, on, their, on their lunch break or something. Yeah. Because these kids are running wild. Like, they're just doing whatever they want. So, which is, you know, not quite, you know, so fun for this, this kid who's been picked on. Um, and very viciously bullied, it seems. So anyway, um, what happens? He runs up on the roof. I think what happens next, I haven't taken, like, T- super detailed notes but i think what happens is like we get introduced to is it what's her name it's jan jandy jandy so so she turns up and she's got her like dry cleaning like rack at her bicycle and she's just sort of like she's kind of a bit weird i thought like i, I well i just i didn't really get it she just sort of seemed like oblivious to everything that's going on and she she's sort of cycling around trying to find this client that she's supposed to drop off dry cleaning to and then she hears the name of the guy who's like run up onto the roof and and she realizes it's him so she's gone to give the drive training to him 
and she chases him up to the roof. Well, she didn't chase him. She just gets up there. And all the kids are like, you know, circled around and they're ready to like watch this guy jump off the thing. So this is really like not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> From like, all those Diamante hearts. Yeah, it's like a minute and a half ago, Diamante hearts and big hair. And now it's like these kids are like egging this guy on to like hop off the building and die, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's sort of a weird mix of, of tone. But then um, Jandy, you know, she rocks up. And she, um, you know, I thought she's just going to like intervene and be like, no, stop, you know, you got so much to live for, you know. But she's like, oh, you're my client and you owe me 30 bucks for his dry cleaning. And she seems like completely oblivious to the fact that like, he's about to jump off the top of a building. She doesn't seem to notice. No, she doesn't. Which she's I, really shocked. He's covered in blood. He's like, covered in blood. His face is dripping like, and crimson yeah. violence. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this all just sort of seems to just go over her head completely. So I was really curious about what is going on with her. I was like, yeah. is she just... I think not much is going on with is her. Is she just completely... Upstairs. Yeah, she's just living on a different, <laughs> different wavelength altogether. Anyway, so she, you know, she's sort of like telling him, you know, you got to pay up or whatever. And I think that she's sort of like, just as he's about to jump, it seems like she puts two and two together and realizes like this guy's, you know, because he's standing on an ed- ledge and potentially he's going to jump and mm-hmm. so he actually jumps and she dives out and she actually grabs him and somehow manages to hold him i don't know how she's very small <laughs> she's very <whatever>. small <laughs> i mean even if she was bigger that would still like take you over the edge but whatever you know cool. let's suspend disbelief i you feel like you have to you can't yeah, yeah you can't yeah. you can't grill everything on tv no. right? yeah okay um so jandy oblivious weird that's what i got written then okay so um so so what happens what ensues afterwards is this big media fiasco where um, the you know the the student is saved, like she saves his life, but then it, it gets out to the press that this you know potentially all this crazy bullying happening in this prestigious school, and the chairperson of Shinwa Shinawa or the the company or whatever that owns the school is like, this is really bad press. Um, this looks really bad on us. We need to do something about it. And um, oh. I can't remember what happens. Yeah, I'm just sort of... Well, oh, I've skipped something in my notes. But I think what happens after that is she... This this chairperson, she organises... And I'm not really sure what the motivation is. I guess she organises... It's press. It's, it's like press. to it's make good, the school press, look right? better. They yeah. get like a, a poor girl into the school and she gets to go there on a full scholarship into okay. the poshest school in the country. And if she's there, then they can stop sort of you know, grilling about all the bullying stuff. See, I wasn't sure if it was one of those, like, you know, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer kind <laughs> I don't of thing. Think, I right? don't think the chairwoman like, would consider Silly Jandy as an enemy. I feel shouldn't. like it's more just a, a public outward-facing, like, propaganda thing. Yeah, on. no, I mean, she shouldn't. She, she's probably not going to cause it that much. Well, who knows? I don't know. Like, there's oh, yeah. how many episodes Three, are in this? 24 episodes. Okay, a lot can happen. Okay. I feel like the chairwoman does get caused a little bit of grief because, obviously, she's yeah uh, the main dude's mum. Gujunpyo. Yeah. So Lehman But I mean it's not it's not unwarranted. I mean there's clearly some serious bullying issues. And you know, this could all be mitigated by actually having some adult staff on <laughs> campus, right? I mean it could be if you did Maybe have a, a teacher, a teacher like around one? that might <laughs> <laughs> or two. Two would be two good, might yeah. do it, right? I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, so that happens and uh Jandy's parents and, and her little brother are like, you gotta go to school. She's totally not into it. She doesn't wanna she doesn't want to do it at all. A cat. Cat wants to join in. Um, it's not she, for you. She doesn't want to do it at all. Um, but the parents like really force her into it. And 
you know, I was a bit like, oh, you know, because they're really just thinking of themselves. They're not really thinking of her. They're like, you know, and, you know, why would you want to send your kid to the school after like this big expose of like crazy bullying where someone almost killed themselves and your kid happened to be the one who saved that kid? Like, you'd think you'd be a bit more like, no, nah, that's fine. But I guess, you know, they, they're supposed to, you know, not come, they, they'll have a lot of money. It's a once and in it's a once lifetime, lifetime opportunity. opportunity. But, you know. So they shiver off. But, you know, they're potentially, you know, she could be the next one who gets, who jumps off the top of the building. I don't think they care. As long as she yeah, has that's that score I mean. on her resume. So at this good. point, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not feeling you know, the parents. I'm not feeling the parents. Yeah. Um, so now I'm not sure if this is exactly what happens le- next, but what I've got written down here is a CGI helicopter. Oh, yeah. So this is but they cl- don't show it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. So, like, this is great sweeping shot of the campus, and then this thing just sort of crops up on screen, and you're like, what the heck is that? And it's actually a helicopter. But only the corner of it. Just the, the corner. corner of the screen. So just for a second. And then we see like some boots kind of like lower themselves onto the grass. So I think what they're trying to imply here is is, is this character has stepped off the helicopter. We never see any helicopter. There's, there's nothing to... <laughs> I feel like there's some budget issues. There is a budget issue. So Which whatever. So, But I think the idea is Lee Min Ho's character mm. has arrived on campus uh, via helicopter, so we we know that this guy is, is pretty rich, right? Yeah. And he is because he's the the son. Of yeah, the, he's the son of the owner. He, the he's girl. the one who's going to inherit the corporation, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, not quite sure what happens next, but this is what I I've got written down. So she turns up at the school. I think it's supposed to contrast like how like you know he rocks up in a helicopter, but then she rocks up and her dad drives her in their dry cleaning mobile, and she gets really embarrassed because he drops her off, and then the I've got like some like, like a like a kind of um, automatic like message thing that like cries out from the <laughs> from the van like oh come get your dry cleaning here so that goes off by accident and can't turn it off and she's really embarrassed or whatever so I guess it's supposed to show like you know Lehman Ho's super rich her not so rich right um, so she's trying to find her first class I think and somehow ends up in a forest. And in the forest, she meets what I thought was a ghost or forest spirit. <laughs> it's this guy, all dressed in white, looking white, ver- suit. white suit, looking very ethereal. Very orange hair. Very orange hair, looking very ethereal. Very 2000s and, orange hair. And playing hair. a violin. <laughs> he also is, looks super sad. He's so yeah, sad. But that's why I thought he was a forest sprite or something, right? <laughs> like, I thought this was like something that, like, she would just, she's the only one who's seen this person like or maybe he's like a student who died there like yeah. he got bullied and then like he died because he jumped off a building or something you know well, but 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 it, it quickly becomes clear that that's not the case he's a real dude and his name is jihu so he's Ji-Hoo. the second male okay. lead yeah so um so yeah she meets him and he seems kind of all right he just sort of tells her points in the right direction and the next thing we see is this insane like this is like you know mid-2000s like like pro wrestling entrance for um, the F4. So the flower boy, is that what that sounds for? Flower uh, boy four? Flower boy four. Or flower four? I don't know. Okay. Should be FB4. FB4. I feel like it's flower four. Yeah. Flower boy. Anyway. But why, hang on, why are they called flower boys? What does that mean? Flower boys just means pretty boys. Ah, okay. Apparently there's a long tradition in Korea of flower boys to the point where in the Schiller dynasty they had this elite force of warrior dudes that were called there's a whole drama on it but apparently it's true and they were like called the flower warriors or something because they were all pretty but also really good warriors wow okay the king's personal warrior people okay 
Okay. Yeah, so I guess this is the modern version, and these guys are a lot less useful than I feel like those warriors yeah. were back in the Schiller dynasty. Yeah. Well, um, they definitely have some pretty pretty cool music playing when they <laughs> when they enter the scene. Um, and there's a lot of like leather shoes, like like shots of leather shoes and like fur trimming on coats mm. and ruffles, ruffles, and then the hair. Like so, like so, Lehman Ho's character has this unbelievable, just like curly tousled thing i've never seen anything quite like it to be honest <laughs> and then everyone else in his entourage the other three of the flower four they've got this sort of like that sort of i don't know what you call it, like kind 2000s, of 2000s emo kind of hair. yeah kind sleek. of feathered yeah feathered hair mm. so that that to me i've seen that before like so it wasn't so unusual it's just mm. very up the time but even how it's like just takes the cake um yeah there's nothing quite like it. Took it. the cake and he it ran. It took, took the cake, yeah. And actually, speaking of cake, so this is what actually happens. There's cake in the scene, right? Oh, yeah. So what happens, oh, every time they turn up, um, everyone in the school just stops what they're doing. And this is there's only students in the school, so all the students stop what they're doing and immediately crowd around them and just look at them with, like, pure adoration. And They scream. And they like scream. It's, it's like Beatlemania, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's all they seem to actually do in the school. Um, mm-hmm. So... What happens is one of the students, she has baked Lee Ho's character, she's baked him a cake, this really nice cake, and she wants to impress him. I so love she, the way you notice it's a nice cake. Well, you know, like she clearly made it. Like, it's just a lot of effort or whatever, yeah. you know? So she goes up to him, you know, and, and it must take a lot of courage to do this because like, these guys are apparently like rock stars in the mm. school, right? So she goes up to him, and he's just looking grim as anything and, you know, just completely, like, you know, not having it. And she hands him this cake, and he looks at it. I don't know what he says. He says something about, like, do you think I couldn't afford a cake or something, something like that. I feel like he made that up, but probably I think he something said, I think he says something like that. Know. Like, he can buy his own cakes or something like that. Anyway, he gets his cake, and he turfs it right into her face. It is the most brutal thing I've ever seen. Yo, it's so bad. Just, like, right in her face, like, in front of everyone. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, I could imagine, like, he's supposed to be... He's supposed to be a bit of a dick, right? He's like, a total dick. But I can imagine if he's he just like dropped it or something like that and he you know says something horrible to her. But he like oh, he just smushes it into her face. He has a little cruel little smirk. Does he have a smirk? Okay, yeah. You I know, don't know, maybe I made that so up. So like this guy is like I feel like you should have. I understand as people you know those characters you get introduced to in stories where they're like they're supposed to be like not great, but then presumably then they go on an arc where they well, become it's a more redemption redeemed. arc. But this 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 guy this is- pretty he, he, bad like he fully has a redemption arc in this drama oh i i, I believe you but i mean like at this t- <laughs> but point you're not feeling it. i'm like i don't know if i want to watch this guy do anything anymore yeah. i mean like that's pretty yeah. that's pretty rough anyway so um and i think dan uh does she, oh, what's her name jandy jandy i think jandy does she see this she does see this i don't remember if she sees this. i know she does and she and she has this little flash this little moment where she like gives him all this hell about it. She, you know, she tells him like, you know, he's such a bad dude for doing this and yeah, blah blah blah. But then, right. then, but then we realized it was just in her head, and she like, you know, stifles yeah. what she was gonna she say. She really wants to stand, she wants up, to to stand him, up to him, but, but she can't. Scared. Yeah. All right. So the next scene that I have written down here is that. Um, oh, hang on. He's lost himself in his notes. Okay. So, so many notes. There is a lot of notes. Um. So I've, I think I've skipped a lot of pieces. Taking this seriously, okay. It's great. <laughs> so, so Jandy has made a friend, uh, someone in the school who just sort of seems because she kind of like met other people in the school and they all seem really like obnoxious and stuck up or just you know 
just so obsessed with the older wealth and the, uh, the condescending to her or whatever. Um, but she's met this one girl um, who uh, seems kind of nice, right? Mm. Um, and so at one point, they're just sort of like hanging out, eating ice creams, right? And they, they, they're kind of walking along this little short wall and her friend um, drops her ice cream as he's jumping off the wall or something. And it just so happens that Lehman Ho is walking right there and the ice cream lands on his custom-made Italian leather shoes. And I remember that because he goes on, he goes on length about <laughs> these custom-made shoes. Now, all of a sudden, he's like looking at her like he's about to kill her. And she's like, I'm so, so sorry. I'll buy you another one. And I think this is the point where he's like, oh, you think you have more money than me? That, you know, I need you to buy me shoes? And she's like, I'm sorry, I'll get you more. And he's like, how can you get me more? I've got these custom made in Italy or whatever. They're not even that nice, the shoes. They look horrible. Um, and anyway, she's, you know, she's struggling to, to make it up to him. And she's honestly apologetic, you know. And look, the leather shoes, it's a bit of ice cream. Just, you know, get a paper towel out, napkin or whatever, wipe it out, a bit of water, you know, you'll be fine. It's not the end of the world. It's not suede, right? If it's suede, then we've got a big problem on our hands, right? But leather is fine. So he's making a big deal about this. And then he's like, you know what? If you wanna if you wanna do something about it, you clean it off my shoes. He's like, okay, and he's like, I want to lick it off my shoes. And I was like, what? He wants her to do what? <laughs> he wants her to lick his shoes clean. And at this point, I'm getting very like like what's the word? Like squeamish? Like it yeah. just everything just seems like is this going pushing the boundaries a little bit. It's I all... might point out there's a lot of quirky music in the background. Yeah, yeah that, that's <laughs> that, that's the thing that really makes it as well. It's so unsettling because it's like this vicious like bullying and just really messed up behavior going on but then it's like this sort of like this little quirky xylophone music like it's just we're watching some little like you know fun interaction when he's like telling this girl she's got to like get on the ground and lick the ice cream off her shoes right and it's like fun quirky music in the background um so so jandy's like you know watching this whole thing go down and i think she 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 sort of stands up for a friend she says like something to him she fully stands up like yeah. she yells at she him. yells at him and she t- says also so at this point i'm like all right you it's know. really satisfying i wasn't really sure about jandy for a while because she just seems so strange um <laughs> but at this point i'm like i dislike this guy so much now that it is really nice to see someone be like and she shoves no. the ice cream in his face and he falls on the ground no no yeah. but, but she goes down first he tells her that she has oh, to lick, right. lick it off his shoe and i was like oh is she going to actually is she actually going to lick it? And then she all of a sudden quickly jumps up and shoves her ice cream in his face and he falls on the ground. It's amazing. And I was like, yeah, get him, you know? And his friends are like, <laughs> like laughing. Yeah, they all just laugh. Which is great. It's actually really good. It was a really good moment. I really enjoyed that. So, but this now sets off, sets off like the rest of the dramas, like the episode sort of key events now because Lee Ho has been like showed up um, by this new student and he's not going to forget it. So, um, he is now going to town to actually like um, get back at her. So, hang on. So some of the details of what happens next, I've kind of I don't think left that. But basically, Lehman Ho starts orchestrating like a bunch of like bullying stuff like mm. um, against her. So does he give her the red sticker? I think he gives her away? a red sticker, and then everyone goes insane and starts harassing That's the right. fuck out of her. And actually, so at one point, everyone starts—they all circle around her and they start throwing eggs at her. 
and then they like sprinkle her in flour and then it's like this oh, really yeah. touching scene because her dad said like you know these clothes are really important like there's a uniform and you need to make sure mm. to look after them and he spent all this time like cleaning them for her making sure they're all perfect and then she's like thinking about that when she's covered in all the stuff and then some guy yells out from the crowd he's like hey why don't we fry her in oil like a dumpling and i was like maybe they're gonna do it because this drama just seems to be getting more extreme <laughs> like you know <laughs> You know, feel like the next step. It just it? It it seems like feasible. the next logical step, yeah. right? Um, also, they eat her and it turns very, into a cannibalistic. Very drama. practical bullying as well. Like, <laughs> I don't condone bullying, but these guys are like, you know, if we're gonna bully her, we might as well make a snack out of it as well. But, um, and also, the, the one bit that was actually really interesting, like everyone circles around her and starts pelting all these eggs there. And then this one guy comes to put flour on her, but to do that, he actually brings a step ladder, puts it beside her, stands up on it, and then dips the flour and on it. It's even dumber because there's a mezzanine nearby. He could yeah. have just gone he up the stairs just... and done it from the upstairs part. No, he wanted to make sure he, he, yeah. he got on target, right? Yeah. Anyway, she, she's covering all this stuff. And then she, she has these scenes where she goes out to this little balcony, which I don't know if it's actually in a school. It's like a stairwell. Yeah, but it's it, in a school. It looks like an apartment block. It does, but I think it's in It's school. supposed to be in a school. Yeah. And every time she's there... Um, What's his face? Ji Hu. happens to be there for some reason. And I think... It's he, like a male lead. So he seems like, the, of the F4, he seems like the nicest. Like, he seems like the one who just, like, actually is less into bullying. He's just kind of part of the But group. also he just goes along with it. He never says anything. Oh, no, he never it. stops anything. Even I mean, when she's getting bullied, he's no, just he's like, absolutely complicit. here's my hanky. I'll yeah. wipe, like, this dry powder but off your face with my dry It's a shred hanky. of humanity that, that, that Lehman Howe just, like, relaxed <laughs> altogether. Like, you know, some... True you know, he, he tries something, yeah. right? You know, so yeah. he's not great, but, you know. So I guess, like, it's implied that maybe there's going to be some sort of relationship there, which I guess you'll tell me more about. Yeah. But, um, so that's the you know, only redeeming factor mm. there. And he just happens to be there. Um, and anyway, so we go back to, we go back to Lee Min Ho and the F4 and their, he, he's just, like, obsessed. Like, he's just turned into this, like, weird goblin just, like, trying to figure <laughs> out, like, how to destroy Jandy. And he's just so, like, and even the rest of his... Uh, entourage are kind of like oh he's still like you know he just still on this, he's still on this? like gosh you know and he's like throwing neon darts at things and getting real you know, aggressive anyway so he uh, i don't know i don't even know what my next thing was they they oh i, I do want to just this is not actually relevant i think to the to the the episode but there is this amazing scene <laughs> so <laughs> this is an amazing scene where i think prior to this one of the f4 guys like there's two so there's like there's lee min ho and then there's what's his name uh jihu the and then there's the other two guys and Another they they always seem to be kind of bantering with themselves like a little mm. bit those two guys and they have this sort of bet on about one of them says um he'll get them a reservation in this restaurant and the other guy's like, nah, like I tried to get it like a month ago and I couldn't get it. And he's like, nah, nah, I'll get it. And then it cuts to this <laughs> restaurant and they're all there. And he's like, dude, how did you do it? Like, this is amazing. He's and, like, and, he yo, keeps saying, yo. and he keeps saying, bro, he's like, yo, bro, yo, yo, bro. And he's like, yo, bro, you're the best bro, whatever. And then it's very embarrassing. This is, this is the bit that just blew my mind. So the, 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 the chef comes over and she's sort of like looking at the guy who's, who's managed to get the book in and she's all like kind of giving this sort of like eye thing. So you, you, can't, you can't see what I'm doing with my face, but it's sort of like this sort of eye <laughs> mm, kind of thing. And then it cuts to some scene where he's actually in his like museum or something like that. Or it was a shoe shop, wasn't but it? wasn't it an art gallery? Because oh, isn't he the, he's the... Oh yeah, you're right. He's, he's an the art dude. Heir of he's a, the genius art that's right. boy. And he, and he, he played goes... Played by Kim Bum, by the way. All right, yeah, played by Kim Bum. And, and he, he actually sees her there 
And he says something about her being a chef or something. And she's like, how did you know? And he's like, oh. And they're oh. speaking in English, by the way. They're speaking in English. And he's like. she's, I don't know, she's English or she's, whatever. Yeah, she's, you know, she speaks English. And <laughs> he's like, I can tell from your delicious looking hands. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he woos her. So he can get this reservation. For and she's like, woohoo. Yeah. Oh, no. He says I have delicious She's hair. so into it. Like, she's so, like, she's head over heels after that. Yeah. Um, so that, that really doesn't have any bearing on what happens no. afterwards. But that was just a fun bit that was actually a pretty good moment I thought in the episode um, <laughs> good for all the wrong yeah. reasons um, the next thing I have written here so Neiman Ho's still plotting you know Jandy's demise or whatever um, and the next thing I have here is there's a lot of, uh, there's a scene with her mom, and the mom is like telling her like she should diet more like she's like she's trying to take this food away from her she says she's like you know getting too fat or something and none of the rich boys are gonna like it so at this point i really don't like her mom i think she's a horrible character because she's just like pressurizing her into this place so that she can get married to some rich guy who's gonna be like a, you know just an asshole basically she but you know shoes but yeah she's just trying to just poach her daughter out so that she can get rich off it and she doesn't care you know about her daughter's well-being so i thought that was a pretty bum note and you know again you might go well you know it's just a drama or whatever but like you know all the xylophone music aside, there's a lot of stuff happening here that's pretty dark. Like, you know, I think it's, I, I think if you just took, I was just saying, like, when it, after we watched that episode, if, we, if, if I was just watching that with just subs and no, none of the audio, right? Yeah, so no music. I would just think this was, like, some really dark, depressing, like, bullying mm-hmm. saga because there's so much stuff that happens in it that's really dark. And that's when it gets to, so the, the next note I have, Dan, I don't know what happens in between, but basically, um, the next thing that Lehman Ho does is he, is he gets everyone to, like, uh, throw all these water bottles and trash and stuff into the swimming pool in the school because he knows that Jandy likes to swim and she turns up to swim and the place is you know all messed up so he's like ha ha I got you you know and he's really loving I'm not really sure because he always looks, seems to be looking at something but it's not there's no CCTV that he's I looking think, at but it looks like he's watching I think her. he is watching it I but think we never he see has that. personal CCTV but we, we never did. see we saw him did watch we? it on a screen oh we yeah. did okay when she's getting eggs thrown on her he's like ha, ha. Oh, he's does, watching her he on does see that okay so the school does have CCTV but it's his personal it's his personal CCTV. CCTV yeah okay okay yeah so the, and there, is, so there was a scene where they're in a classroom, but nothing seemed to be happening yeah. as well. So uh, yeah, well, I'll, well, some bullying happening. <laughs> yeah, there's just bullying. It's basically yeah. just bully academy, right? It is. It's like you learn by trial of fire. You know? Survival of, academy. Survival of the True. fittest or something. You learn how to be street smart street in the rich world of Chebol. Well, you and... just learn how to be obnoxious yeah. and like yeah, just a terrible person. Um. Anyway, so this is sort of where the drama ends. The episode ends. So, um. So Jandy goes in the swimming pool and she's just, you know, trying to clean it all up or whatever. And, you know, she's having just a terrible time of it. And then, you know, then she's, it's cuts to her. She's just finished swimming and she's in the change room by herself. She's just sort of changing back into her uniform. And then all of a sudden, and this spun me out so much, all of a sudden these four dudes, and this isn't, this isn't like Lehman Ho's gang either. These are just some random guys. They sneak up on her in the change room like in this darkly lit changing room while she's by herself and they just like jump her and they start grabbing her and they're like grabbing her legs and like grabbing her arms and pinning her down to the ground and the quirky xylophone music is going and the next thing it freeze frames black and white freeze frames and i just turned and looked at you and i was like that's the end of the episode so that's that's what we're left with that's the cliffhanger it's like now nah, look i don't know i don't know about you know what people are watching these days but when i saw that scene <laughs> i could only imagine the worst of what's to come but 
Presumably that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. But it's just like, it's just so weird because like... I mean, I guess it's... Because like, it, the, the whole vibe, even the music plays at the end. It's like, it's like you know, this kind of like heartwarming romantic music. I'm pretty sure it like freezes music. on her horrified face with her sparkles heart, going sparkles. around. <laughs> and the guys are like holding her legs down and she's like, ah, you know... <laughs> It's, oh my God, I just was, I didn't know what to make of it. Like, it, I, it absolutely <laughs> blew my mind. This episode was like a roller coaster. It was like up and down, up and down. And in the very end, just like my brain just exploded because I just could not believe. And that's the thing I kept asking you this whole time because it's been like a week since we watched it. And I was like, mm-hmm. kept asking, I was like, how did, like, when you come to that fresh and you're just in the mood for some like light, romantic, fun stuff or whatever, and then it ends on that. Like, I just don't. I don't know what how you go. Oh, okay. Well, time to watch the next one because to me that just seems like it's going to a really, really dark place. Cracky music and Damati hearts aside, there's yeah. there's nothing that can really like you know. And like I said, if you if you take all that stuff away and just watch it with just subs, like you're going, oh my gosh, this is like dark. This is some you know. To be honest, I didn't like. It's been ten years or something since I've seen it, yeah. and I totally was quite shocked by how dark it was. I feel like I didn't really remember it being so dark. All I remember is all like the mad hijinks and the crazy love triangle and just all the madness that happens yeah. throughout the whole drama. And I didn't really remember this. And I guess I must have watched it and just reached straight for the next episode yeah. and maybe just sort of blocked it Did out. You just block it mind. out. You're like, okay, let's forget about We're that. And and the freeze frame goes on for so long as well. <laughs> like really, it's like a solid 30 seconds. And I was just like, what? Like, just, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was going to stop freeze framing and go to something else. And we're going to find out they're actually just like, I don't know, it's just some fun prank or something. It doesn't yeah. look like a fun prank though. It's not a fun prank, but I feel like, you know, nothing, I mean, it's traumatic enough as it is, but nothing worse happens than what happened already. <laughs> so it's all good. Don't worry about it. So that's where it peaks like for this show. End of episode. Wow. Thank you for recapping for me. I You're really welcome. appreciate it. You're welcome. It was, it was a great journey right. going back through it. So I do have some questions for you, but okay. we'll just take a short break and then we'll come back with those. Okay. Okay, so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. My first question is, yep. are you a K-drama addict now? <laughs> <laughs> Do you love K-drama? <laughs> are you going to watch all the K-drama with me from now on? Oh, look. Um, you don't think you're converted? I don't know if I'm... You I'll don't con- think Boys Over Flowers converted you? Boys Over Flowers. Lehman Ho's curly hair? Oh, look, that hair is something. It's something to behold. It's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely... It's, it definitely has stayed with me. The hair, the hearts... Um, the hair and the heart. You know, the xylophone music. It, yeah. It's definitely there. But I don't know if, I, I'm, if I'm a convert yes, <laughs> yet. You know? Not yet. Not yet. But, you know, who knows? You're who open knows, to it. Who I knows where it. this can go? You who know? knows? Yeah. All right. My next question mm. for you is, what do you think is going to happen next? And we're not talking about that end phrase, freeze frame. I just mean in general, okay. in the whole show. Okay. What do you think is going to happen? Um, okay. Well, look, let's... You know, from from what I know of, of K drums, what you told me and, and sort of Yeah, I guess alright, so there's obviously gonna be some sort of relationship forming between Jandy, Flamin Ho and Jihu. Jihu. Second male lead. Second male lead. So um you've talked about this a lot, love triangle type things mm-hmm. that go on in mm-hmm. K dramas is sort of a, a common thing, right? Mm. Um so I presume that's gonna happen. Um, from my understanding, the second male lead never really wins out at the end of the day. Um, it's going to be the main male lead, so that's going to be Lee Min Ho. 
I have no idea why she would find this guy in any way attractive mm. at all. <laughs> he is a monster. Like, he is a terrible, terrible human being. And I know people can change or whatever. And sure, whatever. But... Oh, he's a sad little rich boy who I, has a sad, soft story. He hasn't oh, been treated he, well as a child. Oh, of course he I'm yeah. pretty sure he even got kidnapped or something. Yeah, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, whatever. And that gives him the license to just treat people like yeah. shit. Yeah. Nah, I, I'm, I'm not into it. I, I, I think... Like, I can see... Her being part of that story that where he redeems himself, but mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think she get involved with him still. Like he needs his, yeah. that guy needs you a lot of it. he needs a lot of work before yeah. he's he's, <laughs> he's Dan, fit for a relationship. For like yeah. I think she should, you know, direct her efforts elsewhere. Yeah. I don't know about was it Jihu? Jihu. Yeah, but not about him. Who knows? Like I'm not even sure if he's real. Still, I'm <laughs> I'm still not convinced that he's actually a real person. He could he could actually be a forest bride. Um, <laughs> You know, because he all just sort of appears yeah. out of nowhere. You know, so maybe he's a, he could be a it's figment true. of our imagination, or he could be a ghost or a, a, a sprite. So sprite. that's that's my theories about that. Um, maybe that's what happens. Like, it, you know, it's a love triangle, but really, it's not mm. a love triangle at all because he doesn't exist. I mean, Ooh. Um, that'd be good too. Yeah, that'd be alright. <laughs> <laughs> they should have got you to write this yeah. drama. Um, so yeah, I guess that's gonna happen. I presume she's gonna somehow, like. Because I did see, you know, at the end of the episode, and they had like a little bit of like a next week on thing mm. or something. So we did see a little thing. So there was two scenes that just stuck out of my mind. One is her spin kicking Lee Min Ho. Yeah. So presumably she's really, which which I'm, I would imagine would be actually yeah, at this point because she's great. really she's copped up a lot from this guy, yeah. and it's really good to see her get back. Um, but then the other was her kind of all dressed up in some weird kind of yeah, outfit. So I'm thinking right. I don't know if it's going to be like a kind of a Mean Girls type situation where she mm. kind of gets brought into the fold a little bit like she maybe gets a taste of popularity and maybe she starts to lose her sort of like no her, her identity no no, no <laughs> nothing like that okay nah. okay so she's just she's just jan she's jandy just for, jandy forever to, to okay so there's definitely a love triangle pretty much what happens is lee minho bullies the hell out of her until she breaks and fly kicks him in the face with okay. her foot that's good um he immediately falls in love with her because no one has ever fly kicked him in the face before and he's pretty but, like but, he's pretty moved but what by is it this. what is it about the fly kick i mean like the ice cream to the face was standing up to him right well this is why he becomes obsessed with her but then when he gets kicked in the face his obsession turns into just instant love for no reason but he loves her ah that's my theory what he's got a foot fetish <laughs> Because no, because he's like trying to make people lick his foot, his his shoe, right? And then she kicks in with his her shoe, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm in love." Well, he's, maybe you're right. He's got a foot or shoe fetish. He might foot probably a shoe fetish because he's really he went to great pains <sighs> to tell everyone about how his shoes were yeah, custom made Italian leather. So then, when he's in love with her, he kidnaps her. Okay. And he, I can't remember. He brings her to his house, and he gets her all dressed up in like that. Hang, hang, back, so, whoa, 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 back up. <laughs> Did you say he kidnapped? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's been 10 years since I've seen it, but he basically grabs her and brings her to his house and he has like all these maids who do her hair and do her outfit. And then oh, there's this no. big party and then he falls in the pool and he's drowning and she has to save him and he, she she pulls him out and then she's giving him mouth to mouth, but really he's faking it and then he kisses her and then I think she punches him. And then hijinks ensue and go onwards and then he's in love with her so he brings her all the f4 boys and her yeah. and her best friend go to new caledonia so this is why 10 years ago i wanted to go to new caledonia for a while for oh a okay mm-hmm. and then he's like flying in a private jet over this like heart-shaped coral reef in right. new caledonia and he looks at jandy and he's like look that's my heart it's for you and then jandy 
kind of fucks off and starts hitting on Jihoo instead. She's like, he's that's like, a land nice. You didn't make that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's in love with Jihoo and Jihoo likes her, on, but he knows that Lee Min-ho also likes her. So he's kind of like trying to be the, the good guy and back off. Um, but then oh. there's something to do with a bracelet that I can't remember what it was or why it was. And then things progress and all sorts of madness happens. Yeah. Like the brother of the guy who nearly jumps off the building at the start comes back and oh, he's yeah. like evil and he's there to infiltrate and fuck everything. Does that guy come back? Like the actual no, student? No, I can't remember. He I just left. So, so he's just not in it He's anymore. not in it. Okay. And then um, Lee Min Ho, you know, he's, his fiancé turns up and then they all go to Macau. What? He has a fiancé? Yeah, he gets a fiancé. I don't know. His okay. mum's like, you got to oh, marry like, this organized. rich lady and yeah. not stupid Jandy. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, Lee Min Ho sure. goes and hangs out with Jandy with her family and there's all this touching family stuff and then they all go to a sauna and he scrubs Jandy's dad's back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a thing that happens. Okay. And then they go to a ski resort and then at the end, Lee Min Ho gets, I don't know if he gets run over or just conked on the head, but he loses his memory. Oh, come on, really? <laughs> can't remember who Jandy is anymore. So they're at this party and he's going to get married to someone else. And she's like, but I love you, Lee Min Ho. So she just kind of like falls backwards into a pool and starts drowning until he remembers that he loves her. And then he jumps in and saves her and then it's all good. And then when they finally get back together, he's like, I'm going to fuck off to America and study yeah. um, something for four years. Right. And she stays and has a platonic soul soulmate relationship with Jihu where they're soulmates, but he's in love with her, but she's not in love with him. And then um, Lee Min Ho comes back and proposes to her on a beach with his entourage behind him. And then that's the end. Wow. Okay. And is it like, did you like that? Like, I did like that. Yeah, so you're like rooting for them <laughs> oh, to be together? Yeah, yeah, I really, really liked it. Yeah, I feel slightly ashamed after this, <laughs> drama, this first episode with you. Oh, but I did, I was so addicted. And I really liked Lee Min Ho in it. Like, I guess I must have just wiped what an asshole he was at the start. It and sounds, then, he sounds really manipulative. Though. No, well, he just, you like him after a while. You forget about the whole lick my shoe thing. <laughs> but he just still sounds like he's trying to like, coerce her into this well, relationship just, no no it's like he kidnaps her and brings her to the yeah, house and does all this stuff I mean, yeah. and, you know what i mean like it I just sounds full on i did really like it it's been a long i mean it's a hot mess you know, it's not a good drama remember that what was that show we watched like uh it. oh what was the show what show? pretty pretty little things or what was our show you know the one that's a show about a ghost in a house no, no, the the one of with nicole kidman and, and bloody the others alex garsgard and Reese Witherspoon and Tarzan. Pretty Little Lies or something? Oh, there's TV show Pretty Little Lies. No, Big Little Lies. Big Little, or whatever that was called. Yeah. It, he he kind of reminds me of that guy oh, from that. Because he looks the like... abusive... Yeah, because... Because he looks like, guy. you know, on the surface, everyone sees them and they're like, oh, what a perfect couple. And he's such a yeah, charming guy or whatever. Yeah, he but I'm pretty sure he probably drags her around by a That's what I mean. Like, it seems like he's like real charming. Everyone loves him, but like... I don't know. I haven't seen the rest of it, so yeah. who knows? Who knows? It's, who knows? I really enjoyed it. That's all I can say. Yeah. I, feel, I feel slightly ashamed of myself after watching it, but also I, I kind of really loved it. <laughs> okay. But I don't know if I would watch it again now. I don't know. Okay. So now it is time for my new special segment on the podcast, mm. which is called Trivia Time. Trivia Four time. fun facts, true or false. Four fun facts. Oh, I really yeah. like that. Do you? Like, yeah. <laughs> You're excited. <laughs> we need like a little special like intro music for that. Oh. Trivia time. Four fun facts. True or false. <laughs> I love it. We'll just use that we every use that? time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we just have to do that live every time. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. So the first fun fact, yep. true or false. 
Okay. The theme tune to Boys Over Flowers, which is mm. called Almost Paradise. Do you remember that? Almost Paradise. Da, 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 yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Almost Paradise mm-hmm. plays over one billion times during the entire length of the drama. True or false? False. <laughs> In fact, it is true. No. You're kidding. It's true. Oh, one billion times. Yeah, it's true. It plays one billion and one times. What are you talking about? <laughs> what What is this segment? <laughs> I thought you had integrity. You're just making stuff up now. <laughs> oh, come on. No, it's true. It's true. Anyone who has watched the full 24 episodes will tell you that that is a true fact. It's, oh, okay. it's just nonstop. All, All right. right. Ready? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> this story from Boys Over Flowers, originally yeah. called Hanayori Dango mm-hmm. in its original Japanese manga format, yep. has been adapted for film or TV nine times. True or false? I'm going to say true. I recall you telling me that it's been adapted. Oh, I already answered this one to you. Yes, it is true. Um, I, don't know, so I don't know how many times, but the yeah, nine times. The first one yeah. was a Japanese film in 1995. Followed so when, when did the manga come out? Uh, before 1995. 80s, I don't know. So it's, it's a real old <laughs> thing. It's old. That's why it's so classic. Like, okay. the story is so classic. It's mm-hmm. filled with all the original tropes. Yeah. Like, there was a drama that came out at the end of 2019 called Extraordinary You, which mm-hmm. is a great drama, and I loved it. But the whole basis of that drama is to play on and make fun and poke fun in a loving way at all the tropes in this drama to the point where there's a second male lead who is like on a rooftop playing violin and crying. Like it's very tongue in cheek. So this stuff is so classic. It's just become almost like a framework for classic kind of stories now. Okay. So in 1995, there was the Japanese film Mm -hmm. and then that was followed by two Taiwanese dramas. Okay. Um, Then the Korean one in 2019. 2009, sorry. Then there was a Chinese version very recently. um, And apparently there's going to be a Thai adaption in 2021. Have you watched any of these other ones? Uh, No, I think the Taiwanese ones are really, really famous. And so is the Japanese ones. I think there's multiple versions. I don't really even know Mm because I think that got remade a few times. Um, But I did start watching the Chinese one because that came out like Mm. two years ago. um, And I enjoyed it. Was it the same? Uh, It's different. Um, (laughs) The guy who plays like Lee Min-ho's character, Jun-pyo, but the Chinese version, he's like less of a dickhead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There was no shoe licking. And he's just like, he's just a bit of a jerk, but he's not like a kind of aggressive physically frightening yeah. lick my shoe kind yeah. of jerk. Yeah. Okay. So they really toned it down. So he's just kind of <laughs> quite likable from the start. Or okay. you know, compared compared to Yeah, he's more of a human being. He is he's an actual he's human, human being. Yeah. He also has some interesting Does he have hair. the hair though? It's yeah. different, but he does. I feel like they all have to have is that hair. Kind of part of the role. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently having hair is a part of the role. <laughs> so fun fact number three. Okay. During an interview, mm-hmm. Lee Min Ho, the actor said about his curly perm in this drama. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can ever do that permed hair again. I still can't watch that drama. True or false? Oh, that's got to be true, surely. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he said that. That's so good. <laughs> All right. Fun fact number four. When Lee Min Ho, the actor's mum, was pregnant with him, she had a dream about some chilies. I don't know if there were chilies in a field or some chilies on the ground, but there was a bunch of chilies. And she said that because of that dream about those chilies, she knew without a doubt that her baby was going to be a boy. True or false? It's a really odd story, but I feel like it could be true. Is it true? <laughs> it is true. How could I have made something like that yeah, up? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just it's, it's such a strange thing to, yeah. to come up with. Well, 
don't so, know. I just... so, but, so she she knew he'd be an actor because of the chitties? No, no. She oh, knew he'd be a boy. A boy? Oh, a boy. Yeah, a boy. Is, there some, is that a Korean thing? Like, I mean, I don't know and... much. Of, I don't think it's like chilies are a Korean thing. Okay. <laughs> I don't know much about it, but I have seen in like particularly historical dramas, um, pregnant women having dreams that oh. then are like tell you through the imagery, like if you dream about a dragon or you dream about something, it tells you something about that child and their life or their destiny. So right. that's a real thing, I think. Where did you dig up that fact? On the internet. Wow. <laughs> the internet is filled with fun and weird facts. That is facts. some really interesting Particularly about Lee Min Ho. A okay. lot of weird facts about Lee Min Ho. I love that. That's, that's like that. Wow. Yeah. All right. So next up is it's theme tune time. So you have to give me a theme tune for this for, drama. For Boys of Flowers. Yeah. Come on. Go. Oh, okay. Go. Um, go. Go. The boys are over flowers. They use their special powers to bully all the people that they know. If he gets ice cream on a shoe, he's gonna make it, make you lick it off. That's what you're gonna do unless you're Jandy and you shove it right back in his curly haired face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was extraordinary that should have been the theme of this drama and not almost paradise well you know what you're so much better maybe in the future if we you know we keep doing we'll do. these episodes and then we can make a little compilation of the little soundtrack <laughs> and sell it as a cd it, yeah as a cd as a compact disc <laughs> available cool. on cassette or compact disc yeah. at a record store near you perfect <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to the end of this experimental episode. I really hope that people enjoyed um, this weird guest thing. We're going to do it again because, frankly, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot I, of fun I certainly me. enjoyed Did it. You? Yeah, I love uh, it. It's really fun for me to yeah. share random dramas with you. Um, so thank you so much, T, for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. And being here. Yeah. Thank you. I really hope that you enjoyed the guest gab today. Um, I'm actually just going to move on into my normal seg seg segment <laughs> section <laughs> stuff today. So I'm just going to move straight on to my random thing of the week. So this week I wanted to talk just briefly about a book that I just finished. Um, so the book is called Love Boat Taipei and it is a young adult contemporary like romance, I guess, um, contemporary rom-com-ish sort of book, coming of age book. Um, so it's by American uh, author Abigail Hing Wen. Um, and it's kind of based in part, I suppose, on this author's experience as an Asian American growing up in America, um, of being sent to Taiwan to kind of, um, on these programs, which are about understanding your culture, you know, of your heritage and where you're from. So, uh, the main character kind of gets sent to Taipei to this uh, program, which is all about exploring culture, but is nicknamed by the kids who go as Love Boat, because basically, you know, we've got like 500 teens all up in dormito uh, dormitories, 
dormitories. Wow, I forgot how to say that word. <laughs> um, so, you know, you can imagine that there's a bit of like, you know, a romantic and dramatic kind of things going on. Um, so I really enjoyed it. It's uh, Love Boat Taipei is what it's called. It's a very easy read. You know, it's a YA rom-com, um, definitely very strong coming of age kind of themes, which I don't know. I always love that stuff. I find it really appealing. Um, and I also think, so it was a bit I want to say that it was not in a bad way at all, but it was definitely a little bit more darkly emotional than I expected. I really thought it was just going to be surface level fluffy rom-com kind of vibes, but it really goes a bit deeper into emotions and not into anywhere like really too dark or explicit, but it really does sort of explore some of those topics that I think teens do experience growing up, you know, so it doesn't really wash away any of the darker stuff that teens may go through. Um, and the other thing I found really interesting about this story is that it is quite sex positive um, in a way that I don't I, I think, I mean, YA is like that quite a lot, but I think YA can also, so young adult fiction um, can also shy away from that sort of stuff quite a bit in the books and sort of just, I don't know, kind of pretend it doesn't exist kind of exist, I suppose, um, was for a lot of teens, you know, not all teens, obviously it's a personal choice, but for some teens, that kind of stuff really does exist. And I think in this one is explored in a really good way. Like I said, it's very sex positive, but it's also very much about the idea that you might make mistakes, you know, things that you do that you kind of wish you hadn't afterwards, but you know, it's, I guess it's the opposite of what, would be traditionally called, there's a terrible thing to even say aloud, but, you know, slut shaming, that kind of stuff. So it's very much talking about if you do things that might traditionally other people think are bad, like there's nothing wrong with exploring your sexuality and there's nothing wrong with making mistakes and then deciding you don't want to do that anymore or whatever. Like there's just, you know, it's kind of talking about, yeah, I guess just taking ownership of those things and your body and, and there being nothing to be ashamed of in those areas. Um, so I kind of liked that. I thought that was um, just, you know, a nice and positive way to depict those elements of growing up as a teen, I suppose. Um, but the part of the book that I think I loved a lot and it felt really intense in the book is just the way it explores parental pressure like in the book you just read it and it feels suffocating you know the main character her name is Eva and basically her parents you know have her whole future mapped out she's going to be a doctor and she doesn't really want to do that um, but she's going along with all their plans she's giving up on all her own dreams but little by little she's kind of getting pushed too far and the feeling of suffocation is so intense. Um, so it's also got heaps of romance in it, a little bit of a love triangle, um, and the romance is really nice. And also, you know, the whole book is set in Taiwan and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It was really, really cool. Um, and also, I guess, explores the Asian American experience of maybe not really feeling part of, you know, her Chinese heritage and ever kind of exploring what that means to her to be many different things. And I thought that was really interesting and cool as well. Um, so I, I do definitely recommend it. I thought it was a really good book. Um, so this is called, and it's really easy to read. I think I've just read it really quick. Um, so it's called Love Boat Taipei and it's by the author Abigail Hing Wen. So that's all I'll say on my random thing of the week. 
So now it's time for my something I'm loving segment this week and it's super short. I am just bloody loving being on holidays. It is so nice. I feel relaxed and also I'm not really doing much, although I am recording this podcast, but that's okay because it was heaps of fun. Um, so I'm just really enjoying kind of taking off all the pressure and sort of just, I don't know, rolling around the house and, and watching lots and lots of K-drama. It's been so nice and I've still got like another week. So yay. 